Genoa. And this is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Flight Entertainment. Yes, and we are in the throwback, and this is the month of Indigenous People Month. Even though it's Indigenous People Year, you know, there's no one 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 month that you know celebrates them. Like it's pretty much all year round. But you know, we're gonna highlight. You know the films of uh, the indigenous people of this month. Yes, yes. Uh, and so our throwback this week is uh, Thunderheart, starring Val Kilmer. Um, and who else is in it? Uh, Graham we- Green. <laughs> Yeah, yes, Graham Greene, uh, Sam Shepard, Fred Ward, uh, Fred Thompson, and Sheila Towsey. Yes, yes. So, what what's the IMDb plot? Um, what they how they explain in this? Yep, yep. It's a a young mixed blood FBI agent is assigned to work with a cynical veteran investigator on a murder on a poverty-stricken Sioux reservation. Mm-hmm. Now, this film uh, was released April 3rd, uh, 1992. All right, uh, 1992, where were you, where were you in 1992? Uh, See, uh, April of 90, 1992, I was finishing up my junior year in high school. Uh, I had just finished trying out to be captain of the dance team and Mm. I made that. Um, I was saving up money to go on a dance tour of Europe uh, with a, with a big dance troupe. Wow. Um, And yeah. Wow. That was a lot of, a lot of, uh, aspirations, uh, going on with dance with you back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> so did you always want to like do that? Like was that when you grow when you were growing up that was like always like your thing, like, oh yeah, I wanna dance. Um, don't all little girls wanna dance? Um I mean, yeah, you know, I wanted to be a ballerina, um, uh, but I grew up in a town that didn't really have we didn't have ballet yeah. in my town, so we did other things. Um, so I ultimately in high school, I joined the dance team and that involved like trying out for like a national dance team and everything. And I ended up getting invited to try out for a community college dance team that was over in East Texas. But, uh, my parents, weren't on board with that. They they didn't think that that was a good long-term career goal. Mm-hmm. And I ended up at the University of Texas instead, which was probably a smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been like after two years of community college, back waiting tables and not doing much else in my life. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's the... It is interesting, like when you when we look back and kind of like you know, you know the decisions we make and kind of where you are now. I've said, you know, where you were before. You think about okay, if I would have did this instead of that, like I would definitely would have been in a different place, probably worse. <laughs> I am now. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I, yeah. In, in my mind, like in the reality where I went to the community college and, and danced on that team, I probably I'm married, living in trailer park with a bunch of children. Um, <laughs> so slightly, slightly different life, and I wouldn't know you exactly. Yeah, well, I'm glad you dodged that bullet. Thank God. <laughs> uh, especially since I'm not a fan of children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure you were uh, about to graduate eighth grade and head into high school this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting ready to be fresh man. Uh, yeah. Yep. 92. Uh, yep. Yeah. That fall. That was yeah, fresh for the ice cube. Yeah. Right before I. Get bro- broken in by the high school <laughs> and the tribalism that nah, high school it fails. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But what I can tell you is what we collectively as Americans was watching in uh, April, uh, going from five to one, uh, was Murder She Wrote, Murphy Brown, number four, uh, Home Improvement, number three. Uh, Roseanne number two, and then 60 Minutes is number one. And the song, and I, I can't, I, I thought this came out earlier. Uh, so the song was uh, Save the Best for Last with uh, Vanessa Williams. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was like 1990 or 90. But yeah, Save the Best for Last. You know, beautiful ballad. Uh, Vanessa Williams dropped uh, back in 92. And then uh, we went to theaters to check out this movie, Thunderhawk. Yes. So it was directed by uh, Michael Apt. Um, and the he also, so this movie is loosely based off of a real life incident, um, which the director, Michael Apt, actually directed a documentary about called The Incident at Okabala. Uh, which depicts the events of 1975, a shootout at the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, right. where two FBI agents were killed. Um, at the end of Thunderheart, we find out that um, the U.S. government is like illegally mining for um, what are they mining for? Uh, I, or I, yeah, I, I thought it was just I thought it was just the land and resources. I, I didn't know if it was anything specific. Yeah, they, so, they, so just, they were they were they were mining for something like plutonium. So that is something that that really did basically happen. Is the U.S. government was going on to um, Indian reservations mm-hmm. and mining illegally and basically polluting the land because there were all the runoff from the mining. And um, so back in in the mid-70s, there ended up being a shootout between the FBI and some of the um, indigenous Indians and Pine Ridge Reservation. So, like, it's loosely based on on real-life events. Definitely recommend going and watching the documentary or um, reading articles on it because it is yeah. it is like not only has the U.S. government taken lots of land away, I mean all of the land really mm-hmm. from <clears throat> indigenous tribes here in the U.S., but then they continue to fuck them over, and you know by 
going and, and destroying their land. I mean, it's still going on today where we're trying to build pipelines through the, through the reservations and, and destroy the land so that we can get our oil. And it's just, it continues to be a horrible situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also just, it's just a reminder of, the shade, the shady activity, you know, government can do mostly a lot of time. And it's funny when I talk to, you know, people and, and you know, and they give kind of like government conspiracies and things like that. Yeah. Like knee jerk reaction. Most of the time it is to kind of dismiss it. Like, yeah, yeah like conspiracy theories. Okay. Yeah, you got your tinfoil hat on, you know, these conspiracy. But then if you really think about what the government has done, like in situations like the wounded knee thing in 73, like what that you're talking about, and all other things that the government have done, it's like, huh, you might be on to something. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. But that's a whole other there there's an entire podcast dedicated to US conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true that I would suggest going and finding it. But our director for Thunderheart, we I imagine people have seen a lot of his movies and haven't because he doesn't at least to me, doesn't have a very recognizable name. Um, but I know I've seen a shit ton of his movies, including yeah. The Chronicles of Narnia. Um uh, James Bond, The World Is Not Enough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just to name a couple. Right, yeah. And uh, on top of that, uh, he did uh, uh, Nail, Class mm-hmm. Action, which is a pretty good one. Oh, gorilla, Gorillas in the Mist. Right. Wow. <laughs> Wait, did he, did he win an Oscar for that? I feel like that was a Oscar nominated. Yeah, I, 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 maybe he did. I know someone or I, I know uh Sigourney Reaver was nominated. Right, right, right. Role. Yeah. Um and yeah, so as you can see his discography well discography his filmography is very diverse to say the least. Uh and he actually and he also directed you know, some episodes of Ray Donovan, uh Masters of Sex. Is that still out? Or did Masters of Sex? I don't think so. Well, okay. But, yeah, that was uh-huh. a pretty good series, actually. Um, yeah, he also directed a few episodes of Rome, which is an amazing series. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, very diverse, very diverse director. Um, he's quietly navigated the decades of cinema and just dropped these movies here and there that, you know, very recognizable and also Oscar nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but coming back to Thunderheart. Um, so the movie starts out with us meeting the young FBI agent played by the always attractive Val Kilmer. Um, and he's driving through DC in his convertible headed to the FBI office where he's getting his new assignment. And we meet the head of the FBI, Mr. Fred Thompson. Um, His character's name is William Dawes, but you know, we just (laughs) know him as 
Fred. Fred, Fred, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's being sent to South Dakota, the Badlands, um, to help work a murder because the head of the FBI believes that Mr. Ray Lavoie, because he's a quarter Sioux, will be more accepted by the uh, indigenous tribe there because of his heritage. Right. Now, Ray is totally removed from his, you know, from that part of his lineage um, he, to the point where he flat out just like when he first go on site and, they, and he sees, you know, uh, law enforcement just kind of, you know, banging down doors and, you know, pulling families out of homes and there, there isn't an ounce of a sympathetic look on his face at first because, like, he can't relate. So he, he can't connect. He can't really connect because he's, he tried to remove himself so much from, like, that part of his bloodline. That, you know, it, it's just like, oh, okay, you guys are doing this. Well, okay, we'll keep doing it. You know, like, it's not like he don't look at his, they're doing this to his own people yet, you know. Yeah, he he doesn't because so we come to find out that his father was a bit of an alcoholic and and sort of drank himself to death that he he has like he associates um Sioux and indigenous peoples with how his father was an alcoholic and and someone that basically abandoned his family mm-hmm. and not recognizing that like there's there is heritage there for him. Right. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, they're pillaging his people's land, you know, but he don't see it that way. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm hired to just come in, you know, answer the question, solve this case in, you know, a limited amount of days and do my job and get out of here. That's pretty much at first his motivation. Yeah, and so he slowly gets to um, meet some of the the leaders on the reservation that he he's investigating this murder. Um, and the first leader he meets is played by Graham Greene, who is Walter Crowhorse. He's the the police chief on the reservation, um, and he's also investigating the murder because. Um, well, the first way they meet him is that he, he's going to move the body because they've the, the FBI has left this body out in the middle of the desert for a couple of days, really. And it's just it's not respectful, respectful to the dead. Um, and so he's the he's like the first person that he meets. And then he meets an older Indian uh, grandpa. I can't remember if Grandpa had a real name. I don't think so. I think I thought I'd just call him Grandpa. I feel yeah, like gra- yeah. yeah, Grandpa. Well, Grandpa Sam reaches. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm looking at all credits. It's like uh, Ted then Elk as Grandpa Sam reaches. Yeah, it's it's like my neighbor who when I met her, she I was introduced to her as Mama, and I've I've never gotten her name. That's <laughs> It's been almost six years. I, I still have no idea what her name is. <laughs> Mama, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You just 
Everyone calls her mama. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, you just have to call people what they want to call it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so this sets up an interesting dynamic and you know, a well a well written 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 dynamic between characters because you, know, you have Walter Crow as the veteran, like the veteran the law enforcement of the town that just know what's going on, know the people, know everyone and their cousins and aunties and grandpas. And you have Val Kilmer coming in as, you know, like this tight ass, you know, FBI agent. Um, it's, it, it's in their scenes that shows kind of Walter trying to, in so many ways, extend the olive like branch to, Ray, far as information that can help, but you know there are times where Ray is just so pompous and just kind of so sure of himself that you know he just kind of write off Walter like, well, you know, you're interfering with the FBI business, you know, type attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, but as as the story progresses, you know, uh, and the more Ray start peeling back the layers of what's really happening and who's really uh, involved, and you know, he just have to let his guard down and kind of on the sly away from the FBI agents, secretly kind of get with Walter and help his kind of crusade a little bit and, you know, uncovering like the truth away from the prior eyes of the FBI. So now like the dynamic shifts a little bit and therefore, you know, Ray is kind of coming into his own and coming into more of the realization of who he is and the right thing to do and things of that nature. Yeah. So yeah, Ray is like a goody two shoe FBI. He he doesn't he wants to do everything by the book. Uh and so he's trying to investigate this murder like like he would if it was anyone else's murder. And he, because he had all these like mis these these biases towards indigenous peoples, um he automatically assumed that it must have been a, a, someone local in the tribe. But as you mentioned, like as he starts to get to know people and break through his biases, he realizes that maybe he's like letting his own bias judge, like influence his judgment of the people. Right. And so now he's investigating the crime the way he should. And that's where like we come to learn that, this reservation has like the most murders um, out of like it's murder capital of, of, of the state or the nation or something mm -hmm. uh, 60 plus murders. And, you know, that actually continues to be a major issue with indigenous peoples as they continue to be murdered and their murders are not investigated or looked at as something that you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's investigating this murder, coming to realize that maybe it wasn't someone of indigenous heritage that did it. Maybe it was something more than that. Mm. And that's where he starts to find out that his partner is maybe a little bit dirty. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, 
in the murders or the murderer in this particular case, kind of find out that he's more of a patsy for the bigger players that's in play, you know, in the ultimate plan to, as we were saying before, you know, to, is to, you know, grasp the land, grab the land, so to speak, uh, yeah. on behalf of the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so while all of this is going on, we also have um, Ray's, Ray getting to know Grandpa, who's like the elder statesman on, on the reservation. And in, he doesn't really talk a whole lot. Um, or when he does, he speaks, I think it's, it, I think he speaks in Sioux. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically he, he's, he realizes that, that Ray may be reincarnated medicine man from some of the Indians, sorry, indigenous peoples that were at Wounded Knee and that he was murdered there by the U.S. government. And now he's back to sort of solve what he wasn't able to in his first lifetime. And we keep having flashbacks. Ray's character keeps having flashbacks of being a medicine man in his previous life. Uh Yeah, so he's reconnecting, reconnecting with his spiritual self and also, you know, that his, you know, uh, indigenous identity in this country, and uh, which, yeah, like I said, the, the movie is so well written in, in the sense that it touches on all these different things in the midst of a murder investigation. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's really smart. Actually, movies like this don't, it's not really like made anymore uh, uh maybe but it's so kind of under the radar but nothing is like far as a budget to have like a bow camera back in the 90s or things like that yeah. you know. well and you know in 92 last of the mohicans came out in 92 also so it feels like between this movie and that movie uh like 92 felt like it could have been a nice transition where we would get more um, character development when we had indigenous characters in movies, but uh, it, it was like a blip yeah. <laughs> for 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 that. Um, and then it went back to being whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, well, hopefully we kind of get a little bit of resurgence. I'm and I'm hoping with the Reservation Dog series on Hulu, you know, that could kind of be a springboard like okay now we can tell you know you know indigenous stories like modern day stories that involve indigenous people and how they operate how they navigate you know modern time society now you know um but you know we we all could wish yeah, there's also there's also a TV show on the CW um, that uses um, that, that's based on indigenous culture also, and I can't think of the name of it. I'm going to CW to go find it. One second. It's not um, a, it's not a DC show. It is not a DC show. It's called Trickster, um, and it, it's actually like. You know, it, it's a CW show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, 
The kids may love it. I find it pretty interesting because it, it does dive into the trickster um, narrative stories that are, I think, part of like legend in some indigenous tribes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, check that out. Just uh, highlighting, you know, indigenous actors, which you know they definitely need to need their shine, like everyone else. Uh, I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much kind of the the kind of the cap on you know this particular story is that at you know at the end, you know the Ray character, you know, uh, makes a plan with the indigenous people, you know, to kind of um, was it blindside the FBI. You know, in order for them to reveal a plan, which they didn't want to do, so it was a good, it was a good third act. How he kind of quietly you know, maneuvered this plan to outsmart the FBI and ultimately, you know, take them down with the help of the people of the land. Yes, yeah. So, ultimate. I mean, in the movie, we we see that the evil FBI is taken down and, and the tribe wins and Ray gets to um, go on with his he, he decides to leave the FBI and discover his real heritage not the one that's influenced by an, a bad childhood. Exactly. Yeah, so he's, so, so he's starting a new life, you know, uh, hopefully a better life. Um, yep. a, a more light life. <laughs> yeah. And so just like a quick note on the uh, screenwriter. His name is John Fusco. Um, he did live on a reservation for five years um, while he worked on this, this script. So it wasn't like, even though he is um, sort of, I would call him a white man, um, but like he, he went and it and like immersed himself into the the culture and the peoples in order to write the story, and I think that that is important. Um, if you look at some of his writing credits, I mean, he he did Young Guns, um, nice. Nice. which I love. He also did Young Guns too. We won't hold that against him. Yeah, just hey, just hey, hey, we have but look, we got Bon Jovi in the same one. Okay, we can't. We can't we can't hate on it now. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny, which is not a very good movie. Um, but I wouldn't say that's because of the writing. Um, but there's a an, an animated series called Spirit Writing, or Spirit Writing Free, about a horse that that he did all the writing for that. He also did um, Hidalgo, which yeah. we should review that someday. That's a really, you know, that's a good movie. Yeah, I'm down for that one. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while, but yeah, let's, yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, cool. So our our ratings go just follow. Uh, As on the couch, it's a good watch. It's definitely something worth checking out. Um... Putting your shoes on, contemplating going outside. You know, you you may be doing other things like dishes or 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 doing homework, whatever. 
uh, watching the movie, you're not, you're kind of into it, you're not really. Uh, and the last one and the worst one is I'd rather go outside and get you know, sneezed on by, you know, unvaxxed people before I sit and watch this movie. I mean, for me, it's sit on the sofa. I've, I've watched it twice in the past month. So, um, I find it, I find the character development, um, peeling back the onion of Ray's character where he, he continues to discover different layers of himself that he's like, he's finally taking the, the white man's glasses off to, to look at the world around him is fascinating. Um, I think it's in like, the first time I watched it this past month, uh, I did go and read all the articles on what actually happened. I didn't do that this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's a sit down for me. Val Kilmer is, is very good in this movie. You, like, you see him at the beginning where he's a uh, stick stuck up his ass versus at the end where he looks more relaxed his, in his character. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch that transition. Agreed. Yeah, no, two buds down, most definitely. I, I highly uh, recommend this movie, not only for viewing, but for uh, people who want to like write or write movies or screenwriting and want to know like how to write a good character or how to insert good character development. This is definitely a movie I would suggest. Great character development with the main character. Um, just internal, uh, internal duality that in turn sparks a transition from one to another through a series of events, external events that drives the transition of the character's internal motivation. Yes, you must watch this as far as character development because this is a great, great, greatly written film. And you know, in the middle of you know this this factual uh, event, uh, yeah. So yeah, butts down, definitely watch it. Plus, Val Cameron was, was the man, still still is the man, but you know, it was he was working it in the nineties. Yeah, and and I feel like it does a respectful job of portraying like indigenous cultures, indigenous peoples. Um, it's not using them as a set dressing or some sort of like like prop for the main white character uh, like we saw in last week's movie Um, so yes totally it's it's a good movie it's respectful Oh, most definitely. <laughs> definitely worth a look. Uh, so there you have it. If you, ha- you guys haven't seen this one or the movie went over your head or one of those like, oh, yeah, that movie. I, 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 I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, go see it. Uh, it's... Is it it's on Star, it's on stars this month if you have stars um or you can find it on itunes or amazon yes 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 there you go so check it out and we'll see you next thursday's throwback with another film highlighting uh indigenous stories uh so then we wish everyone safe physical distancing Get your shots and keep wearing those masks. Yes.